Welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition with Dick Batista and Nathan Jones of Lamb Lion Ministry. We're so excited to be here with you today. We have a great program prepared to you today as we're going to talk about occupying until he comes. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you have promised that uh, you will be coming back for your church, your bride, to Take us up to heaven before your wrath pours out in the tribulation. Uh, Lord, that's a, a, the blessed hope, as you said in Titus, and we greatly appreciate that, Lord, and we embrace it. And we pray, Lord, you'll speak through us today as we study your word that will occupy until you come, Lord, and be salt and light to the world. We thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you tuned into a truth will set you free. Bible prophecy edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, occupy till he comes. For those of you that are just tuned into the program, we encourage you to share this program with your friends and family, especially those of you following us on social media and get your Bibles ready as we're going to dive into the Word of God in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 24. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host Nathan Jones to the program. Nathan, great to have you on. Great to be on, brother. As always, I look forward to our, our weekly Bible study together. Yes, so excited, Nathan. So excited that the Lord is uh, continuing to move in a mighty way. And of course, we were talking before the program, all the wonderful things that the ministry is doing there. Can you talk to us briefly, Nathan? Again, the contact information, what you and I do in case someone is new to the ministry and they might want to take advantage of some of these resources. Well, absolutely. Well, Vic and I are both uh, evangelists here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that in a number of ways, primarily through our television program called Christ in Prophecy. And you can check that on all the major networks like Daystar and, of course, on our website at ChristinProphecy.org. There you also find a wealth of articles, uh, short video series like our Prophetic Perspectives and the Inbox series, newsletters, social media. You can download our app. We have a ton of information to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. And you can find all of that on ChristInProphecy.org. Oh, thank you so much, Nathan. Again, so take advantage of these wonderful, wonderful resources and grow in your relationship uh, with the Lord. So, Nathan, we're so excited because, you know, we, we really are excited because as we look around, we see some amazing things happening. We see a lot of challenges in our country right now, but we also see so many wonderful opportunities. And for the Christian, because we know that the Lord can return at any moment, I believe we need to be busier than ever about the Lord's business. And you and I were talking earlier, and I just love all the wonderful things that's going on uh, with our ministry and Lamb Lion ministry, all the different resources. In other words, well, as you and I wait for the Lord to return, you and I are not just sitting around, right, Nathan, drinking coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> no, Christians uh, live by Acts uh, 1.8. Uh, we're supposed to go out in the world and share the gospel. Uh, we're Christ as Christians. It means little Christ. Uh, we're supposed to represent Jesus in the world. Being The uh, Bible compares us to salt and light. Jesus said that we need to be salty in the world and shine light. We give it flavor and, and point the world to Jesus. That's our, that's our marching orders. That's our purpose for being here on earth while we wait for Jesus' return to rapture us up to heaven. Mm, amen. And you know, Nathan, sometimes some people have the, the belief that we're sort of just to wait. And, okay, the Lord is coming, so therefore uh, I cannot invest, or I cannot do this, or I cannot reach out to people. Or And the reality is, no, we should continue to live our lives. We should continue to plan for the future, but we should hold our plans lightly, allowing the Lord to change it at any moment if he chooses to. But in the meantime, we need to be busy about his business. I like how you said that. Uh, uh, 
plan lightly. Uh, you've heard the, probably the old saying, man plans and God laughs. <laughs> our, our plans aren't definitely set in concrete, but you're right. You know, it's a very common criticism from people who don't believe in the rapture of the church or, and they think, well, uh, there's no, they just put no emphasis in Bible prophecy whatsoever, even though it's 31% of the Bible. And they'll say, you guys waiting for the rapture are just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. You're not, you're uh, no earthly good. And, and that, that really is a whole bunch of hooey. That is the most nonsensical accusation I've ever heard. I have known many Christians who are passionate about Bible prophecy and the Lord soon return. And they are the, some of the most active people when it comes to evangelism and holy living than anything I've ever met. You go to a church that teaches amillennialism, this view that Bible prophecy should just be interpreted symbolically, and they, or Bible prophecy is all Old Testament stuff, and they just put have no emphasis. There's no looking forward to Jesus' return. And they're sitting on their hunches, sitting around twiddling their thumbs, doing nothing. No, but if you know Jesus Christ is coming soon, you know, you're active. You're, you're like that kid who knows that their parent could be home any minute. And so you don't throw that party or eat that cookie or not. You know, Jesus is right around the corner. Brother, we're passionate about Jesus coming back. And so we're active in the time that he's given us. Oh, and Nathan, and, and you know, and the Lord encourages us to watch for his return. But he also told us, hey, be, while you're watching uh, be busy. Reminds you of Nehemiah when they were building the wall. They had the sword in one hand, right? The word of God, but yet they were working. <laughs> and, and I believe this is a time for us uh, to take advantage of these opportunities. As a matter of fact, Nathan, Matthew chapter 24, uh, verses uh, 42 through 51, really outline for us what Jesus said regarding the end times and, and, and what we need to be doing. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, and read for us those passages in Matthew 24 in case someone doesn't have a Bible they can follow along with us? Oh, sure. Uh, and again, I, that Hezekiah uh, building the wall. I'm sorry, not Hezekiah, but uh, Nehemiah building the wall. Great example. You're right. They knew the enemy be coming, so they built and they also had their swords in hand. I love it. Great. So uh, Matthew 24, let's look at 42 to 51. It goes, uh, watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him in an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Ooh, Nathan, that's a, that's a powerful verse there as we see these Bible prophecies weaved into this. Anything stood out at you, your main thoughts on this? Well, we got to remember this is Jesus talking here. And when people say that Jesus was all love and forgiveness and stuff, <laughs> uh, no, Jesus says, uh, hey, I'm coming back. I'm your master. And if I find you lazy and not doing the right things or living evilly, then woe is you. You know, the, the master comes whipping. Uh, they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, in other words, uh, uh, he's called the church to be active in, in, during this time as we wait for his return. And he will return. So that stood out definitely. We know That's a promise. Uh, matter of fact, in Revelation 22, three times, 
Jesus reiterates again and again, repetition to make the point that he will come back. He is the, the vineyard owner and we're the workers in the vineyard. And the vineyard owner eventually comes back to check his land. And Jesus will come back. It is coming. He is promised. Matter of fact, if you read through all of Matthew 24, you'd see that Jesus gave 10 signs to look out for that would point to his return. And one of them, and uh, we're uh, two of them, let's say, we're, we're living in right now is is a plague. And certainly the coronavirus plague has swept the world. And whether there's validity to its um, impact or not, people are still treating it as if it's the Black Death. And also fearful events. And we've seen quite a lot of fearful events. Uh, obviously, the uh, uh, upheavals all around the world. Uh, we're seeing riots. Uh, we're seeing food shortages. We're seeing people out of work. Uh, terrifying social events. And those are two of the 10 signs that Jesus gives in Matthew 24. So we know that the time is coming. Jesus said these would signs would happen more frequently and more intensely the closer we got to his return. And they clearly are. So, yes, uh, the Lord is coming back and he's coming back soon. Nathan, I love that. Thank you so much. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you tuned into a truth will set you free Bible prophecy edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. As we're talking about Occupy Till He Comes, we are to be busy for the Lord's, uh, doing the Lord's business. You know, Nathan, when you look at these big corporations today, you look at their projections and their plans and their plans are, they're already planning for 10, 20, 30 years from now. Uh, and of course, we find that we as Christians, we know that the Lord can return at any moment. But at the same time, we need to have a mindset of taking hold of the opportunities that are right before us. In other words, we don't know how much time we have. We believe a time is short, but it could be 5, 10, 20, 30 years. We're not sure before the Lord returns. But in the meantime, uh, you know, we're not to just sit around. We're not to sort of like not invest. Uh, we're not to look forward to, to our families and our children. We should do all that. But the thing is that we should be busy uh, about the Lord's business, making disciples, not just focusing on the things of this world, on our bank accounts, but really investing in the kingdom of God. Because at the end of the day, Nathan, that's all we're going to be able to take with us. Absolutely. And again, we, we don't know when Jesus is going to come back. I mean, he pointed to the signs that show us the season of the Lord's return. And with Israel as the super sign as a nation again, and uh, saying the generation that saw Israel return as a nation would be the nation he's going to return, uh, that will return, then yes, uh, we're definitely living in that time period. We don't know the day of his return. And he, Jesus said uh, we would not know the day of his return. So it's coming. But it doesn't, like you said, you're right. In the same passage he's giving the signs is the same chapter where he's saying, hey, be the good servant, go out there, do the work, don't be like the evil lazy servant who's not doing anything and living it up. Uh, we're supposed to occupy until the Lord comes. Absolutely. And, they, and, and we're, we're encouraged in the word of God to, to redeem. In other words, buy back the time. And we find that to be so in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. Are you able to take us there so then, then we can discuss that? Well, that's a great passage. Uh, Therefore, he, God says, arise, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil. Oh, Nathan, I love that. And I'm sure you probably uh, know the passage that they're redeeming is, is uh, buying back. Would you agree, Nathan? In other words, we are to, when it comes to the time, we're not to be wasteful, but in a sense, we need to be investing, buying it back. Would you agree? Oh, you, you think about that, the, that the fact that we have life is, a, is amazing. I mean, the Lord not only gave us life, but if you are saved, He's given you new life and eternal life. And so when you, you're right, redeem the time. Redeem means you 
you trade in for money. You're, you're, you're buying back the time that God gave us. Uh, we're here on this earth because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He's given us life, a new life. God could have ended it all in the flood and know it all and not kept humanity going. So every day I, I, I wake and when I pray, I thank the Lord that he's given me another day of life. It's not yeah. that every day I'm like, woohoo, I can't believe it. I've got another day ahead of me sometimes. It's like, oh, another day ahead of me. But <laughs> here we are. We walk circumspectly. In other words, we we think uh, you have to be careful about how you're walking, not as foolish people. And we saw there with the, the foolish or evil servant, living it up, being materialistic, uh, treating other people poorly. No, we're supposed to live as the good servant, uh, redeeming the time. Uh, these days are evil, but we need to be light shining in these dark times. And that's excellent. Excellent point, Nathan. Love what you just said there. You know, and we have so many wonderful examples of people, seasoned saints, Dr. Reagan, Chuck Smith, the pastor away. Uh, but we see the seasoned saints in their late 70s, 80s, and they're still going. They're still serving the Lord. When people say retirement, it's like retirement. Where is that written in the Bible for the Christians, right? In other words, <laughs> we forward and we serve the Lord until he gives us energy because there's so many different ways that we can serve the Lord. And I just love redeeming the time so that when the Lord returns, Nathan, he can say, well done, good and faithful servant. Oh, yeah. I mean, just this year, we've seen Ravi Zacharias go home to be with the Lord. Uh, this week, uh, J.I. Packer, who wrote Knowing God, which is a, one of your basic books for reading in Bible school. Uh, he went home to be with the Lord. We're seeing a, a lot of these older saints who have been our teachers for the last few decades are going home to be with the Lord and they're going to their eternal reward. I'm, I'm hoping I'm of the, the era of the generation that, that it doesn't die, but is raptured up to heaven. And I'm there with it, but we're not guaranteed that either way we're going up to heaven. Right. So, but I'm hoping to skip the death part and then whatever pains involved with that and just be raptured up to the Lord. But if not, then I accept my fate. And uh, I, either way, if you're saved, you're guaranteed uh, by Jesus Christ's own blood, by his sacrifice, to spend forever with him in heaven and on the new earth. And so that's what I'm looking forward to. But in the meantime, you're right. God's given us a job. We have had the Great Commission, Acts 1-8. Uh, we have our marching orders to share the gospel and hold back evil in these dark times. Because as Ephesians said right there, these days are evil. And, and Nathan, I believe that, you know, the Lord still has the church here because he wants us to be a preservative agent. He wants us to be salt and light. And like Paul, Paul wanted to be with the Lord, but he says, you know, right now it's more beneficial for me to be here. And I believe right now for the church, for us, for the Christians, when we consider the unbelieving family members we have, we, when we consider the millions of people that know, know the, don't know the Lord, I believe for right now it's more beneficial for us to be here to continue to reach people for Jesus. Although you and I, yeah, man, we, we believe we can also be that generation that is going to be alive and return. But in the meantime, you and I continue to work right now, and we continue to do this program. We're going on 10 years or more, and we're continuing to redeem the time. <laughs> yeah, and, and I get emails into the ministry and, and people discouraged. You know, they, especially the older ones, they've been listening since the Jesus movement in the late 60s and early 70s and the revival of Bible prophecy through... Um, uh, great speakers like Hal Lindsey and Chuck Smith and others, you know, uh, Tim LaHaye, just this great passion about the Lord's soon return, especially during the Left Behind book series of the uh, 1990s and early 2000s. But, you know, people are like, still he hasn't come? And, you know, <laughs> they're, what? Well, I give up. You know, that 
So their definition of soon, though, is soon as humans think and not soon as a God who a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years. To For God, time takes a lot longer. He's got this perfect plan. Uh, he has the date that he's going to return set in stone. We might not know it, but he does. It's been there since the beginning of time. For God who lives outside of time, it's already happened. So it will happen. The rapture's coming. Uh, it's, it's a point in history that for God has already happened. Our place in time, the timeline, it hasn't happened yet, but we know it will. And so we shouldn't give up faith. Uh, as God told in Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by faith. Oh, that is awesome. Nathan, I believe we as Christians should be the most creative, hardworking, smart working, I should say, individuals for the gospel. If God has given us resources and gifts and talents, we need to be investing those in the kingdom and again, creating way, innovative way in how we can reach the law, especially uh, in the times in which we're living. And so, okay, maybe we have some setback because of COVID-19 and everything that's happening, but we can still ask the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and how to be innovative in these last days in reaching the lost. Uh, there's a lot of different opportunities right now, Nathan, that are being created. As certain doors close, there are certain doors that are opening, and we just need to ask the Holy Spirit to show us how we can walk through those doors to reach the lost. You've done that in so many ways, in the way that you're creating your different uh, uh, blogs and, and podcasts, and uh, oh, there at the ministry, uh, the team there just uh, finding new ways through media, uh, through uh, Skype people in or Zoom people in uh, so that we can continue to have this program. And, and we just have to be thinking in that way and how we can redeem the time. And I just sit around saying, oh, man, now look what happened. I don't, uh, what can I do? But we can always do something. Right. And I think like you said, and I loved what you said, smart thinking. For some reason, I had this flashback to my childhood and uh, Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge McDuck would always say, uh, think smarter or work smarter, not harder. And uh, you're right. We're, we need to be uh, clever with the gifts God gave us. And yeah, here at Lamb and Lion Ministries, we, we are a media ministry. So we're real blessed with being able to connect with people through television, uh, over the Internet. Uh, uh, for 20 years, Dr. Reagan was on radio. And I'd hopefully we'll get back to radio again at some point pending the Lord's return uh, through print and books and, and going to conferences and speaking at churches, you name it. But everybody's gifted differently, and uh, so it, it, that's what makes up a body, right? Uh, we have this example in the Bible where the, the human body has different parts, and they function differently. And, you know, you might not be a public speaker, but you may have this great gift of hospitality. Uh, you can make people feel comfortable and welcome as they seek the Lord. Or you might have this passion to uh, to be of service. You, you protect people, so maybe you work in security and Churches, you know, more and more are needing more security, especially as uh, Antifa was starting to burn churches down like they did in San Diego this weekend. And, you know, we're seeing this more and more. So you have a giftedness that will contribute to an organization's efforts to proclaim the gospel. Uh, the Lord's gifted you and just use it. Uh, that's what all he asks for you to do is have faith and use your giftedness while the time is short. Mm, amazing. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministries. Again, our program, The Truth Will Set You Free. As we're talking about Occupy Till You Come, just encouraging the Christians to, again, uh, use your gifts and talents uh, to reach the lost. And Nathan, speaking about gifts and talents, in the Bible, we have a few stories, a few parables that really, again, connect us with the importance of um, using 
our resources for the Lord. Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 18. Can you be able to take us there, Nathan, again, and read those for us as we talk about this very important subject matter of redeeming the time and occupying until the Lord comes? Oh, I love it. That was like a perfect segue because that's the parable of the talents. Uh, okay, yeah, let's read it, and then we'll explain how what talents actually meant in, in the context here. But for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he would receive two, gain two more also. But he would receive one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. You know, Nathan, and, and as, as we look at these passages, uh, we are encouraged to use our gifts, our talents. But yeah, talk to us about what stood out at you regarding this. Well, we got to remember that a, a talents here uh, is a form of money in, in biblical time periods. So uh, when we're talking about our gifts and talents, uh, the word talents then obviously uh, transferred over to the English language to mean our skill set, you know, what we're good at. Uh, but originally it was a financial term. But that's what the Lord wants. Obviously, he wants us to use our financial giftedness to help those in need. The early church sure showed that as they would sell what they had and, and gave to each other and help the poor and the needy. Uh, but we also have here the talents representing giftedness. And so uh, years ago, my wife and I used to teach um, Discover Your Direction, which was a, a giftedness series to help volunteers at our church learn what their skills are. So, you know, people always assume that the pastor is is the gifted one. You know, he has the ability to preach and teach. But I know that's just two of the many gifts that are out there. We have natural gifts, which were built in. Maybe you're good at carpentry or cooking or, or plumbing or teaching, or maybe you're good taking care of kids. But then the, when you get saved, the Lord gives you other talents, and those are supernatural talents. He augments spiritual gifts and abilities that you might not have had as much before, but now they're so much better. I, I marvel at times while I'm preaching, and I, I kind of step back mentally and hear my voice, and I'm like, is that me saying that? <laughs> I'm not that good. You know, it's the Lord speaking through you. So whatever the giftedness you've get, been given, it's the Holy Spirit working through you if you allow him. And that's all the Lord wants. He wants you to be willing to, to trust him in faith and let him work through you. And you'll find that if, if you're well prepared and you're willing to let the Lord's work through you, then the Lord will do amazing things through you. Woo. I love that, Nathan. Nathan, excellent point. And, you know, God has granted some of us natural gifts and also talents. He's granted some of us uh, good finances, uh, good businesses, as well as good careers. And, and there's a way that we can use both. In other words, it's a blessing to be able to uh, to use even a finance. I know this wonderful uh, older lady who has a, a, a grass cutting business and uh, during her business, uh, I mean, her business is going very well. And uh, one of the things that she's doing is actually using her resources. And she started an orphanage for children uh, in El Salvador. And so, so she realized, well, maybe I'm not a, a preacher and evangelist, but I can use my resources to share the gospel, to help others. And we find, Nathan, this wonderful mix of how we can use our resources, we can use our gifts and talents. The idea is how can we use our lives uh, for the Lord to impact the kingdom? Oh, that, that's very well said. And you're contributing something uh, as a Christian. You're building something. You're building 
the kingdom of Christ on this earth, the spiritual one. Now, of course, we wait to Jesus return and set up his Davidic kingdom. That's the, the other half of the, the kingdom that Jesus is setting up on this earth. We live as the church age in the spiritual kingdom, but the physical kingdom is actually coming. And meanwhile, we're contributing by leading people to the Lord. And when they get saved, they become members of the physical kingdom that's coming. And so while we're building the spiritual kingdom here, we are setting aside uh, this and preparing for the physical kingdom that's that's yet to come. And that always blows my mind to think that that what we do here is planting seeds for this kingdom that the Lord will establish and rule over when he returns. That, And so if that helps you think that, well, you know, maybe you're thinking I'm not doing as much, I'm not seeing fruit, or it's really disappointing, know that what you're doing is actually got so much bigger implications of what we can see. I know at times I can get really down uh, here. Our, our ministry being a Bible prophecy ministry is more of an encouragement to believers and equipping of believers than it's an evangelistic ministry that brings people to salvation. And as an evangelist, like we are, that can be a, a little disappointing at times. You know, you want to see people come to know Jesus as their Savior. But I get so many emails coming into this ministry with people saying, I'm just so down and my faith has waned and, and your ministry has given me hope because now we look forward to Jesus' return. I feel re revitalized and energized to share the gospel. Uh, we heard Jan Markell uh, calls it the believing remnant. Uh, people who are passionate about the Lord's return feel like that they're isolated because their churches aren't preaching it anymore and yet they connect online and through our radio and TV programs that they, our various ministries do. And we're of great encouragement to them. And we help them and their giftedness reach people for Jesus. So we never really know the impact that we're making. Uh, and Nathan, and I'm there in agreement with you that the enemy does mess up a toy with our minds at times. One of the things, too, that I'm so excited is the book that you and I wrote and how does reaching people and you send me emails regarding people's uh, feedback and how encouraged they are. And we get encouraged to get that feedback as well because we're like, all right, we are making a difference. We are making an impact this weekend. I had the opportunity to share at a church and be able to again promote our book and a number of people bought it and then to to see the excitement in some individuals as they want to grow in, in the things of the lord so again we're using our time we're using our resources we're using our talents uh to reach the lost and that's encouraged in the bible nathan and, and if you can take us to luke chapter 16 i know we only have a few minutes left to the program luke chapter 16 verses 1 through 9 wonderful parable uh, regarding what we're talking here using all of what God has given us uh, to uh, again make a difference. Nathan, I was I was thinking maybe I can open up reading verses one through four and maybe you can take five through nine. Would that be okay? Yeah, certainly. I'd love to. And again, what you said about our book, The Mighty Angels of Revelation, uh, I was just on uh, Amazon today reading the comments and I, I've yet to find anybody who's had a problem with the book. They all say they, they loved it that you and I wrote a book and, and the Lord's blessed it so much and, and it's encouraging people is, is greatly encouraging. So thank you for all who have read it and are, are leaving comments. But uh, yeah, so uh, uh, Luke 16, one, uh, let's read uh, one through four. Uh, he also said to his disciples, there was a certain rich man who had a steward and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So he called him and said to him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship for you can no longer be steward. Then the steward said with himself, within himself, what shall I do for my master is taking the stewardship away from me? I cannot dig. I'm ashamed to beg. 
I've resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. And verse 5 says, So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the first, Hey, how much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, Take your bill. And uh, I love this. Uh, and uh, sit down quickly and uh, write 50. Then verse 7, he said to another, And how much uh, do you owe? So he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, Take your bill and write 80. So then, so then the master commanded the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly for the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of the light. And I say unto you, I love this, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon that when you fail, I love this, they may receive you into everlasting life. Nathan, I, I love the story. How about yourself? Uh, honestly, I find it one of the most confusing stories Jesus ever made because it seems like he, Jesus is rewarding uh, a crook. And uh, not, that's not the case, obviously. Jesus is saying, hey, if, if this crook can figure out how to work in the time that was short before he was fired, how much more the saints should be working for our glorious Savior, Jesus Christ, in the short time we have. So, uh, yeah, it, it is a confusing story at first read, but uh, it has a fantastic point is that if the wicked can work, then shouldn't the good be working even harder? That's right, Nathan. And also we can use our opportunities and our resources now, in a sense, to uh, be able to evangelize and win people to the Lord. So what a great, great opportunity that we have uh, in our hands. Uh, thank, uh, thanking the Lord for these opportunities. And Nathan, maybe there's someone out there that they don't know the Lord. And, and that's part of the opportunity that they're missing out. How important that is, because everything that you and I are talking to ties into a real relationship with Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that has to lead someone uh, to that point of recognizing their lives and redeeming the time for him. And Nathan, maybe there's someone out there that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord, but they've been considering what we're saying. Uh, but might you be able to share with them how maybe they can start their relationship with the Lord from wherever they are? Well, absolutely. Uh, Jesus died for your sins. You're a sinner. You've lied. You've cheated. You've steal stolen. You've looked at someone lustfully. If you were to appear in heaven and, and have to be judged by the Ten Commandments, you know you don't stack up. We needed a perfect man to die in our place, to take our just punishment upon himself, and so we can be redeemed, as we read earlier. And Jesus Christ did just that. The Son of God came perfect. He died on the cross for our sins. He became the punishment, took the punishment. He became the sacrifice on our behalf. And Jesus said that all we have to do is trust in him, believe in him as the Son of God and our Savior. Put your faith and trust in Jesus, and you will be saved. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. John 3.16. So put your faith and trust in Jesus today. And if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God and your Savior, then pray in your heart just that. Pray something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I want you to be my Lord and Savior of my life. And Jesus will forgive your sins. The guilt will be gone and you will inherit eternal life with him. That is great news. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for sharing that news. And maybe you have trusted in Christ just silently where you are. You pray to receive the Lord. There's a celebration in heaven for you, my friends. And we would love for you to reach out to us, 305-992-9537. 
We would love to pray for you, send you a Bible so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus. And we want to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church and join it. Maybe one that also teaches Bible prophecy because we know the Lord is returning very, very soon. So we're excited for that. Nathan, wow, what an amazing program, a wonderful passage. Thank you so much for opening up these scriptures again to us. Thank you, Vic, uh, for uh, just this topic. If you all know, Vic picked the topic this week, and uh, it's it's really important. It's a great reminder. So thank you for that you followed the Lord's leading on that, Vic. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Nathan. And of course, for those of you that are tuned into the program, again, we continue to encourage you to pray for us. The Lord is coming back soon. Make this a powerful week for you in Jesus.